Hey Tiff, I think it's about time that we played a game together. So let's talk about Portal 2 Co-op. Tiff, do you remember the first time you played Portal? Ugh, I don't remember specifically. I was trying to think about this, and I think I played it very soon after it came out, but I, regardless of when I started playing it, it became part of my life very mm-hmm. quickly. Like, I just loved everything about it. I even put the music to that little... Um, the radio that you'd walk by in the original game, the the song that it would play was my ringtone forever. And I think it still is, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm pretty similar that like when Portal, the original Portal came out as part of that orange box pack, which came with like Team Fortress 2 and I think Half-Life 2. I think it was like in yeah. one one thing. I everybody was going wild over this game portal which was a game that nobody really knew it was like completely new it was the only new brand new property on that little compendium called the orange box Mm -hmm. we got the orange box too yeah everyone was going wild for this game and it got so buzzy right at that time it was like if you consumed video game media in some place you heard about portal because it became you know, like when a game becomes like a game maker's game, right? Like where people mm-hmm. are so impressed at a mechanic that they, they go wild for it. And that's what Portal was like. So I was very similar in that. Like, I know I bought it very soon after it came out um, for the Xbox. I got it for the Xbox because I had an Xbox. And like you, I don't remember the first time I played it, but I knew I fell in love with it immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. I feel like I have a, a memory of what it was like the first time that I shot a portal down onto the ground and jumped through it and propelled myself through the air. Oh, yeah. The fe- uh, yes. It's so satisfying. It tricks you in such a wonderful way, and it makes you smile as soon as you figure out what it's actually doing. And I just, you can't wipe the smile off your face the first time you play this game because it's so utterly delightful. And I got to say, it made, it was really special and important for me in particular because after playing so much Half-Life and after playing Halo and after playing, like these are all like the big games that are kind of out at the time and playing as like these big guys that are going through Mm -hmm. and like shooting guns and all this stuff to be this clever woman manipulating her way through this maze, kind of getting taunted by this scary overlord uh, (laughs) monster computer that's essentially mocking you through the whole game. But like to be her, to be chill, like to, be doing this as a woman outsmarting things was so great like it felt so good to play like that and to play this character and i just i just that's what just made me fall in love with it all it just it's just absolutely wonderful i mean and it also helps it's one of the best video games ever made right well yeah that helps totally helps (laughs) like it is is, that is amazing i completely agree i'm like not attempting to diminish that in any way but like (laughs) it's just very lucky that this character exists in one of the greatest video games ever made right so like you don't even have to force yourself to like it because you agree with what it's trying to do Mm -hmm. you can like it because it's friggin amazing right yeah and and so portal 2 came out and portal 2 the, the main game 
is also a very very good game they they did a mm-hmm. lot to advance the game they they gave it the time that it deserves you know by expanding it out into a full game the the actual single player campaign didn't have the same effect on me that portal did because that isn't was basically an impossible thing to do but i think as a sequel to a game like this it advanced and pushed the game in enough places that still made it incredibly valid as another just like hall of fame video game where they could have very easily just fallen into a hole of not being able to like live up to its potential when you have something that is revered so much how do you meet it right but i think what it gave all the original portal fans was that everyone was hungry for more puzzles right it's like how can i just keep playing because you just want to keep testing your brain in these different ways and how to solve these clever little in and out upside down you know spatial relation puzzles and that's exactly what portal 2 gave you is they it gave you that joy and it expanded all the little characters that you came to love there's one like little puzzle in the first one with the companion cube and how many people like you just have to walk through basically one one level with this cube and it all of a sudden means like the world to you and that's amazing that they mm-hmm. could do that to this total inanimate object or the turrets that just they say a couple little phrases and they're cute little digital voices and you're just like i love you so much i don't hate you something in any other game that could have just been passed by or not noticed or just part of the scenery or just you know another turret to be shooting at you is fine but they pack so much personality into every part of this game that seems stark and it's just speckled with just joy because it's it's really good and portal 2 kind of advanced all of that they made the the presence of the turrets more and but they did it in a really funny clever way that i feel like i wasn't separated from the original joy of the game into like a bigger box situation it advanced the story in a really great way yeah and it gave something that i think a lot of fans of the game wanted which was to flesh out the history of what aperture science was and like Mm -hmm. why did it exist because you know it kind of and i can imagine like in the original game it was kind of just like here's this fun little world we've built and here's a couple of like sneaky hints towards the fact that there's more than meets the eye but they didn't go into a lot of detail because it was a small game right where like Mm -hmm. in some instances was kind of like kind of like a tech demo in some ways right of just like we've created this idea this mechanic of a gun that you can shoot a portal into one place and then a portal into another place and travel through it let's create some puzzles based around that right and and i Mm -hmm. feel like there's so much fun in that and like basically you're just in these blank testing chambers and it and it's like it's it's like a kind of a wink to the fact that like this game is really like we had a fun idea and we've made some puzzles with it but then with portal 2 the world opens up and there are these huge rooms that you're in sometimes with all this history in them and you and they did an incredible job of like fleshing out the world that you're in and then kind mm-hmm. of like how it relates to other worlds that Valve yep. have created and and all of the stuff that is good in that but we're not talking about this today even though we spent the last 10 minutes talking about it (laughs) i could keep talking about it i really could (laughs) what we are talking about is portal 2's co-op so in portal 2 they had a multiplayer and there are two ways to play the multiplayer you can play it locally or you can and i think that might just be on console i don't know if you can play locally on the pc and you can also play online 
And mm-hmm. we have both played the co-op uh, in the past. So yep. how did you play Portal 2 co-op? Um, I figured it out. I played in 2015 with someone named Andreas Hartl. If anyone knows him online, it's underscore ND underscore. He, I was just like, I don't know. I think I was on Twitter and I was just like, I really feel like playing Portal 2 co-op. Um, will anyone play? And he was like, oh, sure, I'm free. I think he lives in Germany. And so we played one evening and it was great. Um, I now at this point, I mean, how many years later? I playing now with you, Mike, I barely mm-hmm. remembered any of it. Uh, so it was all new to me again. I had, I guess, selective memory, but I have played it. And I was actually really glad I didn't remember because it made it really fun again. And I had to figure everything out anew. But when was the first time you played? I played it when it came out in 2011. I had a friend of mine come over. His name's Terry. And we decided that we were going to do nothing for a weekend except play and finish the game. And over the course of two days with some late nights, we played and finished the game. And I loved it. And it was fun when we played through together. I remembered two levels of the entire thing. Like I had, and I didn't remember how to complete them. I just remembered being in them. And the reason I remembered being in them is because I know that we spent an exceedingly long time trying to get out of them. (laughs) 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 Like, you know, this, this game going into it, having the fact that we both played it, we were like, this could be the first true test of our friendship is playing this game together. (laughs) But we we got through unscathed, I think. We worked very well together. We played it. I think it took us like eight hours in total, split over two different instances. Um, and mm-hmm. we streamed those, which we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But we did stream our playthrough on Twitch. But we got through it. And it is as incredible as I remember it. Like, And, and one of the things that I love about the co-op mode of Portal 2 is that they didn't try to mess with the single-player campaign. Lots of games that have a co-op mode will just allow a second person to drop in and you play the co-op together. That's that's pretty typical these days. Mm-hmm. And maybe even then as well, I think like the simultaneous like co-op was becoming a thing at that point, if I remember rightly, which I think is why they included it in this game anyway, because it was like the new hot thing, like Battle Royale modes are hot right now, you know? Like I think that uh, co-op where you played together with someone in a campaign that wasn't like a sports game, right, started to become a more popular thing, especially online multiplayer as well, because I think it was kind of like the first time that that kind of thing could happen, if I'm I'm remembering my history correctly. But what I love about this game is that they created a set of levels and a whole little story that only exists if you play the co-op, which I think makes it more special, because Mm -hmm. you miss it unless you do it. It's not like, oh, I would have gotten this story anyway. I played it on my own and it doesn't matter. Like these are a set of levels and there's like six worlds that have like, I think eight or nine levels at each. These are all unique to the co-op and there is a little story and we'll talk about the story towards the end of the episode, which is not huge, but there's just some fun stuff in it that you go through as these two robots, like you are two robots as part of the Aperture Science Corporation and you are testing the test chambers, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what you are. And you're just a 
like a long skinny robot and a short round robot and that's kind of just <laughs> who you are right and and that's one of the things that i love about this game is that the the co-op is deep and it is as challenging but it's all fresh yeah they don't repeat any levels you're not nope. just going through what was already there before it's uh it's all brand new and it's just great but they use all the same mechanics that you saw kind of throughout portal 2 anyway which is nice so should we talk about some of the levels? Like, uh, you know, not necessarily talking about them in general, but kind of the overall idea of level design in Portal. Yeah, definitely. Because this game, Portal 2, it takes the original concept and starts to build on it. And there, mm-hmm. are, there are different elements that occur in the game, like these light bridges, and there are these gels which have speed to them. And these are all introduced, like, so well. Like the the every kind of level introduces a new mechanic that you have to learn to deal with and manipulate, mm-hmm. but the ramp up to them is so good, and but yeah. and and this is like just a symptom of the game in general is that the ramp up of everything is good, and it was really funny when we were playing together because we spent like half an hour on the first level. Oh my gosh, it was because I think we both forgot kind of the rules of the world the world was like completely new to me (laughs) yeah you have to relearn what you can and can't do in new worlds in games and i think that's true for pretty much any game you know like you learn like ken like what we had the biggest trouble with was the glass right like what did a pane of glass what were you how were you able to interact with that how are the different elements in the levels able to interact with that and those mechanics and those little physics alterations that you have to deal with totally change your view on the gameplay and can allow you if you know that you would have flown mm-hmm. through the levels right but like what what i like about like these first levels what they're introducing to you is the fact that there are now four portals because you've never mm-hmm. played like that before you've always right. played with two and like this is i think what we were both struggling with was remembering that that was a thing and like right. we went into it and we're like, right, we're both going to solve this puzzle independently. It's like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> we, we both tried to be the hero. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't worry. I have, I, there, there are many moments where we both have solved it, but neither of us have solved it. It's like, oh, I know what I'm yep. doing. I know. Just stand back. Everybody stand out of my way. I'm going to fix this. I think that was much more me than you. Oh, I don't Maybe I just wasn't so vocal about it, but I definitely thought it. And this, I think, was is one of the great things about playing co-op video games in general is that you have to learn to work together. Well, and a well-designed game kind of forces you to, right? Yes. Because in this particular one, you have four portals, but they don't all interact with each other. So you can use the four portals to interact with elements in the level and in the world, but they will never combine. You know, yeah. like I can't shoot one side of mine and then come out the other side of yours. Mm-mm. They're always independent, but you can kind of work them together in really clever ways to solve puzzles, especially when they put up some of the um, the block uh I guess force fields so mm-hmm. it would shut off your portal if a particular person went through it kind of yep. erased the portals that you had thrown previously going through the force field and that kind of really made you rethink where things are going because it wasn't just a matter of let's just throw a whole bunch of things onto the wall and walk through them and then poo we're solved it, you know it's yeah. not it wasn't like that at all as the game progresses there is a lot more like separated co-op 
where like mm-hmm. one of us is going to set something up and the other person is going to go away and do a thing. Yeah, there are like a couple of levels where you're like looking at this huge wall. <laughs> which like I'm jumping through and you're pressing buttons to move these sliding panels out of the way and I have to like run through them all. And this is one of my other favorite things just about the general level design and mechanic in this co-op game is that it adapts and changes so much and so fast. Like you are not mm-hmm. playing the same type of thing over and over. Like there were lots of different types of levels to play through. Like sometimes you're just using your brain to like work mm-hmm. out a scenario, but sometimes you're using quick moves and like reflexes to make sure that you're jumping underneath this laser and just in time through this like spike chamber and stuff like they they don't at any point rest on the laurels of what they've built they're Mm -hmm. constantly adapting and constantly changing and that is what makes this such a wonderful co-op puzzle game and you really have to communicate the whole time. You do. Because I don't know how you would play without talking. Because when we didn't, it always went wrong. Oh, yeah. It went horribly wrong when we just decided to just not talk anymore. We're just going to do our thing and figure it out. And that's when we failed miserably and we had to go back. I think to Valve's credit, they tried to build in some tools to enable this. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of like... Um, little actions that you can do where you can they call it pinging where you can Mm -hmm. like project an icon onto a wall and i think that a lot of that is built for either people that are playing and not talking or people that are playing and not talking very much or at least to help which we use this a bunch to be like oh shoot your portal over there and like trying to Mm -hmm. explain what over there means in a 3d world is super tricky because like left and right doesn't necessarily exist because i don't know where you're looking even right Mm -hmm. so being able to just like point my camera and like wherever the reticle is and press a button and be like shoot there like i like that kind of stuff but i do agree with you that like you could probably do it but it would be really hard to yeah. to like to 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 be able to find a way to do this without speaking to each other and we found that right that when the longer we were playing obviously you know you get more tired over time because you pl- we were playing like for 4 hours at a time or something mm-hmm. and towards the end of the stages we would stop communicating as much and it always took longer to complete the levels because of that. Like we weren't explaining to each other what we wanted to do. And, or if there was a time where like, I feel like I know the answer. If I couldn't explain it to you, it was hard to do. Right. Cause like, Mm -hmm. I need you to work with me and, there's also just like a lot of bartering in this game, which is great. Like, please just trust that I need you to shoot your blue portal at this wall. Just please just trust me. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, you can have a go. And like all that kind of stuff is just brilliant. I think we did really well together because I don't think we really fought that much. We didn't. We didn't. You no, know, no, we work well together because I could see this very easily going poorly with people who are either like, two really big personalities that are trying to fight to solve the puzzle and like you know clashing like just with an argument or you could be in the situation where one person is way more dominant than the other person and the other person just ends up following around yeah i would and have I don't hated know. that I, I don't see that as fun at all no. um i also like that we really fooled around a lot like <laughs> 
we didn't. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of silly. <laughs> Every once in a while, we decided we're like, yeah, let's see what else we can do in this level instead of actually solve it. And I had a really good time, but it wasn't all the time. <laughs> it all started at the moment where uh, we were in this level where you could see a platform down below, and there was clearly mm-hmm. a staircase. But I wanted to see if I could use you to jump <laughs> over the barrier. And that is where it started. That was <laughs> and the start. Of we it. realized that yes, I could do this, and I I, I think it's not intentional because I had to basically have you crouch down, and I was just mashing the jump button until I jumped <laughs> over. And the way that I ended up jumping, um, I'm gonna see if I can find the. I will be able to find the clip of this, and I will put it in our show notes because you can see that the arc of my jump is incredibly large. And I think it's because the game just couldn't let me fall at that point. Like, I was going to yeah, make it. Yeah, well, we were supposed to use portals to get down there. And there were totally a way to do it. Because I found it later. After you let, abandoned me up on the on the bridge up there, you would, like, use me and then leave me. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go do this. And then I'm over into this area. And you're just, like, hanging around up on the thing. But at that, that was at that point when I decided that I could boost, I think, the whole wildness of the game opened up to us and we would approach (laughs) things sometimes with unorthodox methods yeah which i appreciated Uh, we tried doing this boosting method many other times we did it worked zero more times (laughs) (laughs) but i did i appreciated the taking the moments to be a little bit silly and have a little bit of fun instead of being totally serious about solving every puzzle perfectly and with a really fast time or i mean that's not what our show is about and i don't think that that's how we play games anyway so it was it was just really nice mike i had a great time playing co-op with you oh it was wonderful (laughs) oh like every time uh this is just a personal thing that i couldn't help every time i would see these little spring platforms so you could stand on this thing and it would fling (laughs) you across the room every time i saw one i had to hit it no matter where it would send me so like we would run into a level and i would just run and jump on this thing and just fly across the room because it's uh, one of my very favorite things in the Portal series is the momentum. They, they have <laughs> such a great way of showing momentum and speed mm-hmm. that it feels like it's happening. And, and I, I, it's one of the things that has always made Portal special to me is the way that they are able to give you the feeling of, of momentum. And so every single time I would run into a room and like you would start looking around and then I would be flying into the sky. (laughs) Sometimes to your own demise, right into a pool of acid. But, you know, whatever. You know, you had to try it. I liked pushing the buttons and you liked flying through the air. So it it worked out. (laughs) So, hey, Tiff, I have something a little bit new that I want to try on the show. Okay. We're going to do something. We're going to do something we haven't done before. I have an idea for a segment to talk about stuff that's going on with the show, like meta things that are happening, because I have like six things that I want to tell our listeners about, and I can't work out a way to like just tell them, like like, just like try and weave them into conversation somehow. So I figure we should just like bunch them all together and tell people because I think it's things that people would really enjoy. Okay, that's a good idea. I like that. But I wanna, I, I wanna that. turn this into a segment, and I wanna give it a name, and I have some name suggestions for you. Oh, okay, okay. All um, right. Wait, let me sit back and go ahead. All right, let's see what you got. Here are my suggestions for this new segment. 
bonus stage. Uh, okay. Power up, recharge, mm. and loot box. Oh, I think I like that one. Yeah, loot box. Yeah, like the stuff, like the stuff that you find in games, and like you pick up all the. So the extras. Yeah. Okay. Like the audience is opening up a box of loot, and we're here. There you go. It's, it's time yes. to open the loot box. All right, we found it. Yeah. So I like that. I like it. Welcome to the first ever loot box on Playing for Fun. Recharge is terrible. <laughs> I know. Like, I never said they were all bangers, you know. There's going to no. be some bad ones in there. <laughs> Maybe I had a favorite, you know. Maybe I was leading you in. Who knows? I'll never Yeah, tell. loot box. That sounds really all good right, to me. we're going to go with that. So here we go. Here We have some things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that we were streaming this game on Twitch. We have a Twitch account. It's uh, twitch.tv slash playingforfunfm. Of course, there will be links in the show notes. Uh, you can go there right now, and right now you can see some of the streams that we did uh, for Portal 2. Yeah, but yeah, they're all also, there. They're all, they're all there, but they're only there for a short time because of the way that Twitch works. So I also have created a YouTube account for the show, which will have permanent archives of all of our streams. Right now, we do not have enough subscribers to be able to claim a URL. So everyone needs to go to the link in our show notes and subscribe so we can Mm -hmm. get Playing for Fun on YouTube. But there's a link in the show notes, uh, which will have you be able to go there right now and find all of the streams that we did uh, to our entire playthrough of Portal 2 Co-op. But we want to be doing more Twitch streams for the show because we had such a good time. We loved playing together, (laughs) but more than anything, there was just a great group of people who were hanging out with us and making it even more fun Mm -hmm. because we had loads of jokes that we were telling with everybody. Um, There were people like Kate was keeping how many times we were dying in the game. We had like a little death count going on, which was hilarious. Uh, I died way more times in both (laughs) streams. Um, Yeah, everyone kind of bonded over. We were were naming all the cubes Mm -hmm. and things. All the little cubes. Yeah, so we had a really good time. It was really, really great. I want to, at this point as well, just give a shout out to Dan, as a listener, Dan, who really helped a lot to get me set up with the software. Um, Basically, the stream would be unviewable without Dan's help. Uh, (laughs) It was running at like 10 frames a second. It was so bad. And he helped me get it set up. So again, it's twitch.tv slash playingforfunfm. And we are going to be streaming our next game on May the 26th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be Firewatch. And Firewatch is not a multiplayer game, but no. we can play it in a multiplayer way. So I'm going to be playing and me and Tiff will be coming to the decisions together. And I'm sure that there will be times when we may need help from people watching. So it can be a hugely multiplayer experience uh, (laughs) as we all try and navigate the world of Firewatch together. So that's going to be on May 26th at 4 p.m. Eastern. So you can come along and watch it. Uh, We will, of course, be posting these videos to our YouTube account so you can watch those later on. And then our next episode, we'll be talking all about what we think about Firewatch. Sounds good. I'm excited. And we're on Instagram now too, as well. You see, I told you, I had loads of things. Loads <laughs> yeah. of things. Yeah, you do need to shove this all into one area because this exactly. would just be, you would get all lost. We get all I would lost. get so lost. Uh, Instagram.com slash playing for fun FM. And there are some pictures there of us actually playing flip-flop solitaire together because Tiff yes. taught me how to play multiple suits of flip-flop solitaire. So that was awesome. Did he had a little boot camp training? Yeah, I was. Did, it was pretty well. intensive training. And now I know how to do it. And I'm not scared anymore. Uh, and we're going to be playing <laughs> some more games together pretty soon. So there'll be more pictures of us there playing games together. 
last two things. We're on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash playingforfunfm. That's really good for information about streams because I tweet mm-hmm. a bunch from that account about when we're streaming. And also, we love doing this show, in case you'd never guessed that, because we are now making it a huge part of our lives by like, yeah. streaming everything as well. Yeah, this once a month show now is getting out of control. <laughs> it's getting out of control. Because honestly, I, I feel like we're there is a strong chance we will probably end up streaming some component of every game we play now because we are enjoying doing that so much. Because we've got to play the games anyway, right? It's so true. <laughs> if you enjoy this show, if you are enjoying this show, please tell a friend. Like, I genuinely believe that this show can be enjoyed by people that don't even care about video games. Um, so just tell your friends if you enjoy this show, someone you think that might like it. And we are so appreciative of all of the kind things that everybody has to say about the show. It's one of the other reasons that we're both loving to do it so much is all of the feedback that we get is so wonderfully positive mm-hmm. and amazing. And everyone who's been in like the Twitch chat was so nice and they were, everyone yeah. was positive. No one was being uncool. So no, no one was, was saying we were so bad, which we were at points, but everyone was like <laughs> being like, Oh, you know, you guys, you can do it. Right. Like everyone was really happy for us. <laughs> they did. They really embodied the spirit of the show. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we can now close the loot box and get back to the show. I feel very well equipped right now. Good. Way to go. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the whole Portal franchise, and it's embodied here as well, is the sound design. Mm-hmm. Like, so many sounds from this game have become instantly recognizable and iconic in video game culture like it's not just one it's not just two there are like at least three or four things and even like original songs Mm -hmm. that have come out of this game that are now just held in like just video game history and this isn't just because portal is a good game right like i don't believe that these sounds are held in such high regard just because portal is so good it's because all of the sounds and music are also so friggin' good right yeah yeah yo i mean it transports you into I, i think that that's why people fall in love with this game because it's so much more it just it's a whole I don't even know how to say it. It, it, The the game itself is this big giant character that can become such a big part of your life. And you know instantly by the sounds and the voices and the songs. And it just all works together really seamlessly to create this wonderful, quirky science, you know, nerdy atmosphere that I think everyone just absolutely loves. GLaDOS, right, is just one of the obvious. So the, the voice of GLaDOS is just so hilarious and terrifying. (laughs) Yes, she is hilariously terrifying. That's the perfect way to put it. And it's voiced by Ellen McLean is the voice of GLaDOS. And it is one of my just absolute favorite all-time video game characters and voices. You know, like, Mm -hmm. Ellen has... I'm I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now. She's been in a bunch of stuff, right? And what I love is has continued to be the voice of GLaDOS in other things. So even like there is a game that just came out very recently called Bridge Constructor Portal, which is taking like the portal mm-hmm. mechanic and bridge constructor and putting them together. And like she's credited yep. in that game too, even. 
which I think is kind of awesome. And she's been, she looks like she, this is like a big thing for her. Like um, she's GLaDOS has been a big part of her career as well as some other voices, but that character, like I almost can't even believe that it is a human being that does that voice. It is so synonymous to me with computer. Yes. I kind of wish my computer talked like that. That would be awesome. I don't know. I don't agree. I completely disagree. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Then I would be always afraid that the neurotoxin always. would be just a right, <laughs> like coming out of Alexa. Oh, we can't say it. <laughs> coming uh, from somewhere, so from a box, from a box. Mm, yeah, yeah. Coming from the home box. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> credit where credit's due. You're both doing a great job of disappointing me. The turrets are so again like cute and creepy which is like how do you Mm -hmm. even put those two how do you do that a sound designer or like someone in a game comes to you you're making a game with someone and they're like okay i need you to create a sound and a voice that sounds both cute and creepy (laughs) like how would you how would you even start doing that but they found a way and it is exactly that they're menacing but yet adorable (laughs) i love all of these voices when i'm not playing when i'm not playing i think so happy and nostalgically about them but when i'm in the world i am just terrified of them well it's like you want to pet them but you're afraid they're going to kill you yeah like lions yeah (laughs) also like Like the sound of the portal gun is such a great Mm -hmm. noise as well you know and and again it's like you know i just love a game where a gun doesn't hurt people like it's it is a tool to to do something but it's just shaped like it and it has a trigger and what it does is creates amazing science right and the sounds mm-hmm. that they use are so beautifully sci-fi and original like they don't like the portal gun sound to me doesn't sound like a sound that i've heard anywhere else like in science fiction and again it's like i think one of the reasons that everybody loves the gun is because of the noises that it makes like it's so good and the colors are really good. Come on. Those oh, are like the best yeah, two colors. The, colors. the, the orange. <laughs> I kind of like actually that they split the colors up. Like I get orange and red and you get blue and purple. Because if you had orange and blue, I would have been so mad. Right. Because then you would be like, that's not fair. I want the OG right? colors. Like, why do you get them? Right. And they split it up into the warm and cool sides between the two characters when you're yeah. playing co-op mode, which is really nice. And like, you know, the characters as well, like as well as sounding good. It's also written so well. Like. Mm-hmm. These games are hilarious. Like, they are so well-written. You know, like, every now and then there's just some kind of quip, right, from GLaDOS or some line from, you know, and Wheatley is also really good, right? Um, but not, to to me, not as good as GLaDOS, right? Like, No, I mean, but who could? Like, she's the ultimate menace. And, yeah. and the way she treats you and the way that she has all of those backhanded compliments Mm -hmm. which make you feel so good and then tear you down so far (laughs) and again like wheatley is great because they used a recognizable voice they use stephen merchant who is ricky gervais's Mm -hmm. comedy partner and he is hilarious right which i think really helped like his delivery is very good because he's a comedian so like his his Mm -hmm. timing is just very good because i think that that's where kind of where they decided to go right like glados is funny because GLaDOS doesn't really, like, show a lot of emotion most of the time. And, like, it's just Mm -hmm. the stuff that she's saying. And for Wheatley, it's more in Portal 2 in the main game. It's more, like, the way that he says a lot of the stuff that he says that makes him kind of, like, creepy at parts, but also really funny. And you kind of get to love Wheatley, you know, in his Mm -hmm. own little way. 
it is the combination of the the great voice talent and clearly the incredible writing talent that put these this game together and it continues to like surprise you and delight you in many different ways and it's just again obviously one of the other amazing things that made this game as popular as it is i want to talk about how the characters that we were playing kind of gotten shaped because Mm -hmm. so while we're playing the co-op mode i feel like did you feel okay i feel like i really took on the role of these little robot creatures and i stopped thinking of them as little robots and i started thinking of them as like mike and tiff which is really weird because it's a it's it's a character that they put on screen and that you're playing the first person of but it's supposed to be able to be anybody right but for some reason i just felt that as we were playing together and it was probably because we're hearing each other talk and we're discussing things, but it became so deeply Mike. And I felt like that my character was so deeply me, you know, like even when it moved and when we did things and we even started expressing noises of pain or excitement or like when we like grunting, when we would jump and think oh, so yeah. we were really, really getting into that we were these two robot characters manipulating and moving around the world. We weren't separated from these characters at all. We were just totally immersed in it all. And it was, it was just, it was really good because we jump somewhere and you, you would go, Oh, Oh, catch it. Oh, we would make these noises. And then if we hit the wall, we'd be like, Oh, ouch. Oh my gosh, that looks so painful. But it, we're not experiencing any of this pain, but yet we are, very viscerally because of how the game's designed and how it sounds and the sounds of the crashing robotic pieces and the the way that you interact with each other you all of a sudden feel a lot for these little robots and you feel like it's yourself and it's your friend and you're playing together and that part of it made it really special for me because there are so many games that you can play co-op of and you're playing a particular little character that obviously isn't you. But with these, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was me and I felt like it was you. Did you have the same kind of feelings? Oh, a hundred percent. Like so many times when I was jumping on those springing platforms, I would like hit the ceiling and would immediately <laughs> found myself going, oh, like that. Like, but no, but I didn't feel yeah. it. But it is, it's, it's surprising in a way, like how quickly you can kind of associate with these little robots mm-hmm. especially when you know they're robots and one of one thing that i always found really funny is that there are there are like little emotes that you can do like you can wave at each other and stuff but there's also joint things you can high five mm-hmm. but the other person has to be near you and sometimes i would try to high five you and you were walking past me <laughs> and it was like really sad i feel really sad and then other times like there's one you can do where i can i can pull your head off your body and like hold it above your head and it made yeah. you really mad at me every time I and it felt, was so funny i hated that i felt so personally teased like uh-huh. i felt like i was you were teasing me and i didn't like, keep like away. it it's playing keep away <laughs> it with was. your robot head it was it was so i felt like i was in school again you gave me trauma <laughs> i didn't like it but it's it's the fact that you even felt like i even felt like i didn't like it made me even embody these characters even more because you're feeling all sides of the emotions that they're feeling or would be feeling if they were people uh and it's just it's great that they were able to do that out of two robots with essentially like an eyeball in the middle of their yeah. chest and which I would, is great i would imagine that there's like part of that comes from the 
continued success and failure of the game, right? Like as you're mm-hmm. succeeding and failing at the levels at rapidly varying speeds, you're going through the emotions of like, you know, we're doing this and we're in this. And, and, and I reckon that that's part of what helps you associate with it because you know the character's struggling and you're struggling too along with the character. And you know this is this is exactly the kind of thing that we were talking about with Celeste as well. And, and I think Celeste does this to a greater degree, but that's because there's way more emotion on the side of that game, right? Like there, mm-hmm. is, there is way more to feel in Celeste. But it's a similar idea of you know you're going through this with the individual that you're playing. Like you don't feel detached from that because you are feeling the success in the same way that that character would feel the success if they were real. Like if what you were seeing was a video, not a video game, you know that they would feel that success of completing the level and we get to feel it too because we've completed the challenge. Do you think that this would be a good game to encourage people if they, if let's say you and your partner in your life is like one person doesn't play games a lot and the other person does would this be something that you think would get someone who isn't into gaming into it because it's so cooperative and fun and together Mm. it's not a i'm watching you play and judging you situation it's more of a let's solve this problem together i think so i don't know it's a big level it's a big learning curve yeah because the tutorial is pretty good like at the explaining it to you but this game does rely heavily on like the movement within 3D space and i think a lot of people that don't frequently play video games can struggle with that you know like the dual mm-hmm. analog stick or like even you know if you're playing it on console and maybe maybe it's easier to play on pc because like you just have the mouse to move around which i think is easier conceptually i think for people to get their head around than using the dual analog stick as long as you don't invert the mouse it should be okay <laughs> yeah but that's like an easy fix right like if you feel yeah. like you you should be going up when you're going down like there's a setting mm-hmm. you can flip to change that right it's it, i think it's tricky on console sometimes and i've seen this with with friends and loved ones that i've attempted to play games with where like the idea of like to go left you push forward on one and left on the other is like that's kind of weird unless it's like ingrained in you, which it is for mm-hmm. lots of people who play games for a long time. But I also believe that people can learn how to do that. Um, and I, I think that I think that this could be a good game for that. But like, I do wonder if if it helps us that we played Portal before we played the co-op. Yeah. I think the ramp up in the solo player game is an easier learning curve than the co-op game. Yeah, they give you more breaks and... Yeah, and I think the first full level of co-op, I mean, we spent a lot of time on it. It wasn't very difficult, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy level. Like, there was a lot to get your head around, and I think it was because they expected, I would think, that a lot of people were coming to that having played the original, and they were immediately trying to show you why it was different to the single-player campaign, because Mm -hmm. they, like, throw you in kind of at the deep end of like understanding that there are four portals and right because right away there's like a button and a laser and turrets and walls and exactly which i think is is a really good way to play it because like what that level does is it forces you to work together like because there are other levels where you can do a lot of it on your own and like i can Mm -hmm. do a lot of it on my own and we get there together but this level is like you can't get to the door because they will kill you and the, the turrets will shoot you 
And mm-hmm. the only way to get rid of the turrets is to work together. And I think that that's what they try and do with the co-op, right? Like they try and just make sure you understand that. That is the first mechanic is that you are together in this. Maybe have someone play like a, a few solo levels to see if they can understand and like get their head around it and enjoy it. And then maybe try and get them to play the co-op. This is, I really think this is like, is this is someone who doesn't play video games very much. Like I think if someone is understands like movement in a game, you could throw them straight into the co-op, I think, and you'd be fine. Yeah, and I I think that this is such a good starting game, too, because, like you said, there's a gun and a shooting mechanic involved, but it's not violent. Yep. And you're not going to get killed very quickly if you can't aim quickly in return. You have time. Very, very rarely requires any kind of, like... Precision. You haven't got to, like, uh, quickly press A and press B and, like, quickly jump through this thing. You don't have to do any of that. Like, uh, Yeah, they don't give that to you. There are those levels, but they don't give those to you until you really have down the mechanic and the looking and the moving. Only one person ever needs to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. In all of those levels where they require quick reflexes, they split it in half, it feels like. Where like one person, all they need to do is press a button every now and then, mm-hmm. whilst the other person is trying to make jumps quickly, you know? Right. So I think that they break it apart. So yes, I totally think that this is something you could bring to somebody, but I think it would, it might be tricky if that person never plays any type of 3D space game, because there has to be like some basic like mechanics of how do you move left, right, backwards and forwards and look up and down, right? Yeah, start start them in the original portal, yeah. which is a beautiful way to play a mm-hmm. 3D space game for the first time. And just like half an hour, whatever, it's in so that nice. world, right? Like just play a couple mm-hmm. of levels and then boot over into Portal 2. Do, yeah. do you want to talk about the end real quick? Yeah, I do. So I'll put a I'll put a chapter here, right? So people can skip over it if they if they want to. But the ending of this game is upsetting. <laughs> it is. Because I'd forgotten. Once the ending happened, I kind of realized what we were doing throughout the whole game before we get all the way to the end. We are basically pawns for Gladys to acquire information throughout the uh, essentially abandoned testing chambers that now she finds herself in control of because all of the human scientists are gone and the human test subjects seem to be gone. And so she's trying... Uh, stop me if I'm getting this wrong. She's trying to find her way into the areas to find more humans mm-hmm. to test with. Mm-hmm. So she's so each time we are putting... Each time we finish a section and we're putting like this giant laser disc into this projection reader, um, we're like getting a password or we're getting some sort of... Uh, cryptic information about like where plans, to go next like the plans to find the vault yeah. where the humans are like i yeah and i heard at once um what's the 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 voice of the the guy who was running the labs when in portal 2 like uh bruce manley. cave johnson cave johnson that's it i'm like bruce manley, bruce manley is, okay. is a good like that's good i can see how you got that <laughs> cave johnson bruce manley is a it's a good synonym anyway um so Cave Johnson, you hear his voice at one point reading off a password or a code or something like that um, after we put in the disc while she's telling us that she's about to blow us up again. But but then at the end, so we come up to this giant door and... Uh, do you- <laughs> <laughs> we need so, to, but before we get to that part, I also think that there's uh, like, as well as 
her learning where to go to to find what Mm -hmm. she's looking for i also think there's an element of learning how to kill in those levels like that those testing chambers are the same testing chambers that she wants to put the humans through right and we are teaching her the ways in which the robots get exploded during those levels like Mm-hmm. what can she do to make them even trickier? What are the parts that are difficult, right? Like, I feel like right. there's an element of that too. But yeah, you end up getting to this huge vault door, which opens, and it's full of humans <laughs> in these, like, glass, like, suspension chambers. And yeah. the worst part is when we celebrate that we did a good job. And there's a little dance that we're doing on this platform <laughs> with these walls of humans behind us that GLaDOS <laughs> is planning to kill every single one of independently and through yeah. the testing chambers. Like, it is like, well, oh, no. <laughs> well, it's like she because that's how manipulative Gladys is, right? Mm-hmm. Like she leads us the whole last section. She's like, oh, don't you want to go rescue the humans and help yep. them out? And we're being like, yes, we want to go rescue the humans. That's going to be great. Yep. And when we get there, I feel like the mannerisms and the, and the things that the robots do on screen, because it kind of does this little cut screen, uh, like a, um, what's that called? When, like a cutscene, yeah, a cutscene. Mm-hmm. And you see the robots, the two that we've been playing, kind of also very shocked about what they see and witness. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, like everyone's a little bit stunned. And then Gladys kind of compliments you in your good job and how well you work together and stuff. And so then that's where the dance comes from. But it's like she distracts you from what you actually did to then celebrate in this really creepy moment that has some really very strong consequences for all the people that are suspended in these liquids like all around you. It's oh, yeah, it's 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 dark. It's darker than I thought it was going to be. It's a really good fake out because you have completed the game and you're like, yeah, I completed the game. Oh no, what did I do? It's really <laughs> clever. Like, yeah. It ties into the, the the way Gladys is and the way the game is where it shows you these creepy sides of things and then pulls you back with the humor. And then, but the reality, it does this really wonderful dance of making these creepy, serious things fun and funny. And, now that I say that, I don't know how I feel about it, but I still think I like it. Oh, I still love it <laughs> because I know what comes next, right? Yeah. What I know that comes next, you know, is there will be a woman in the future who who like saves the day, right? And we can just hope that she was the first one, right? <laughs> we'll so just you're hope. seeing the you think the co-op mode is happening before Portal Two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know this, but my feeling is it's the prequel. I don't know if it is telegrammed any differently. Mm-hmm. It probably is, but my headcanon, it's the prequel. It is the prequel to Portal 1. Oh, wow. Okay. That's how I think of it. Mm. Uh, and now I just have to hope that I'm right. But um, <laughs> I'm curious now. Now I want to go back and read all about it. I'm sure that there is, that there is a law to it, but... Um, mm-hmm. I like to think that it is that it's Portal One. Well, it has to be. All right, so even more spoilers now. It has to be before Portal Two, because yes. by the end of Portal Two, Glados is defeated. 
Yeah. And I'm trying to think of emplacing the deterioration of the testing chambers because mm-hmm. that's kind of everything's going bad after Chell stops Gladys the first time. And all those chambers right? seem like they're in pretty good condition, right? Like they don't feel like they're necessarily falling apart in the co-op game. No, they are though. There's a couple where she even says like these are broken. Right, but there's always something broken though, right? Like even in the first game. But but like a lot of the mm. stuff that's broken is the places where the humans were, right? Like the backstage areas, I guess. Like mm-hmm. where where I'm boosting, you know, those those places. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that there is a, a history to it. And if there is a history, I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, I'm going to go just scout that out for our <laughs> own sake. For my own sake, I think I'm just going to like to believe that this was before everything and, and that Cheryl saved the day and that it's all okay. <laughs> okay. Just a wonderful game. And I would mm-hmm. say that our experience was made just even more enjoyable by the fact that we were playing it together and because we streamed it we have video footage and i'm going to put a couple of links in the show notes to some of our favorite moments personal favorite moments that happened during the stream Mm -hmm. um so you'll find some links in the show notes can we talk about those yeah go let's talk about them just a little bit so my favorite moment (laughs) is we are setting up this this like portal to to pass through and we're we're kind of working out i think for the first time how like me and you can set up portals together so we can pass through objects Mm -hmm. and you are so convinced that you have it set up correctly and i'm like do you need me to do (laughs) this that's the funniest part of it in that i'm so sure and you're like no 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 no, i'm good i got it and then you i'm looking at you and you fly up into the sky (laughs) And you hit a wall and just slide down the wall. And I just lose my mind, mostly because of the fact that you were like, no, 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 it's good. Like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I can take care of this. And then you you face plant into a wall that you cannot pass through. That's my, I think that was my single favorite moment. Yeah, I rewatched that from your perspective. It was quite good mm-hmm. actually <laughs> it's exactly how you described i felt so confident and then it went so horribly wrong <laughs> my uh my favorite moment was when we realized or at least i was trying to force you to realize that we had to one of us just had to like brute force run into the face of all of these turrets mm-hmm. that it, while we had this shield up and i'm trying to convince you to just go do it and i swear at you a little bit and, yep. <laughs> and i make you do it because i didn't want i didn't want to do it and so we have a little video clip of that too and then to follow that up though right after that one of my part of it that made me feel like that this what that was my favorite moment was because the very next level you then run into a whole bunch of danger like just on your own and it was just that and that's something that I love about this game is that one level you will have one thing and then the next le- like you could just start walk into the level and it's fine and then turn you turn a corner and everything is horribly wrong yeah and so like that kind of goes back to the great level design in that you can be very surprised by something right around the corner. And I think if anyone goes back and watches the stream that they'll see a whole bunch of that. And I rewatched the stream myself just so I could actually read and see what some of the people in the chat room were saying, because 
felt like they were kind of another character and we'd pick them up every once in a while and we'd hear it we'd we'd read what they were saying and and react to it but it you know for the most part we just focused on playing so I went back and I watched the videos again and it was kind of like watching home movies like I'm like oh remember when you did that funny thing like I don't know it kind of made me feel really nostalgic like when you go back and you watch a little video on your phone you know that you took a week ago and watching us play a game of as these two robots and seeing it again it just I'm like why do I feel so incredibly connected to this this is a game that everyone can play that anyone can put their own personality on top of but yet I feel so personally attached to it especially the time that we played together and we have it now recorded and it's just I'm like I wonder if I'm ever going to go back and watch this you know in a w- couple weeks from now or whatnot probably not but Rewatching it again, I got it. It made me feel a little like, oh, it's like a home movie. <laughs> I wonder if, like, in a year, I'll be like, oh, look, we're such babies. <laughs> we're playing. Like, I know that, like, <laughs> for me, some of the streams that I've watched, you know, like, and there, there are some shows like that I will watch every week from from people. I've gone back and watched some of them multiple times if I particularly enjoyed them, you know. So I think that it is totally possible, and that's why, like. That's why I wanted to put them all on YouTube as well because they're so great on Twitch because they sync up the chat and everything. Mm -hmm. But they don't keep them around forever. And I figure, you know, the way that podcasts work is people come to them at any point and they may go back and listen to the whole thing. And I wanted to make sure that there was at least something for for like those people that they could go to our YouTube and they could watch those videos if they wanted to. And I really think they should because, I I mean... Especially when we find the chairs. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. I'm yeah. just going to leave that there so people can watch the whole stream and then wait for what I'm talking about. The but 10 minutes with the chair was, it's a <laughs> roller coaster of emotion that you would never expect. That was maybe the thing closest to tearing us apart was the chairs. <laughs> so, you know, really, I recommend that you go and watch it and uh, there'll be lots of links in the show notes for that. So those were the kind of, moments that we had together that i think the stream and everything on twitch just made it so much fun and yeah it i i don't know i just felt so uh i don't know like a little family it was uh, yeah I don't it know, was good I don't no know. i agree but, with you it was like a lovely little <laughs> extension of the show i think it was it was it was a really nice thing to do and i think that it's a it's a great thing for people to join in and watch and see us there and to experience it with us so next time um i hope that everyone joins us on the twitch stream and listens in the podcast for when we are talking and playing firewatch which is a very different kind of game Mm -hmm. but similar for different reasons and yeah we just really hope to see you there and to play along with us as well or watch us play i don't know how's that work that's how it works right something like that pro strats yeah pro Pro strats strats. Congratulations. You managed to complete this absolutely meaningless test.